This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast for horror gets gay. This is season 13, episode 11, and tonight we're going back to finish what we started last time. My special guests, Maya Murphy and Nicole Davis, they are back, and we are ready to finish our discussion of Sissy, our Women in Horror Month choice from the grand old country of Australia from the year 2022, but this time we're doing it with spoilers. But before we do any of that, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I have been your guide to the weird, wonderful world of horror movies. But you are going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes, which with this movie, you actually don't need my help for because this movie's already queer as fuck as it is. But that's not the point right now. The point is, I haven't been this excited about a movie in I don't know how long. I love Sissy. There's so much to get into. There's so much to talk about. And the best part is, is that it's all this pink, sparkly, candy-coated package so that it goes down really easily. And it's fun and it's great. And, oh, you don't realize until after you swallow that there was some strong medicine in there and maybe some razor blade. But that's the kind of movie we're talking about. And that's why I want you to see it. It is currently available on Shutter. It's also available for rental. And there was so much to talk about that it was too much for one episode. So I decided there was a breaking point. I said, there's a point in the story where I got to give them an out. If we've hooked you, this is the time to go. Watch the movie before proceeding further. Because from here on out, this is where Camelot falls. This is where the unforgivable starts to happen. This is where things get really juicy and really wild and really unpredictable. So if you haven't seen the movie, do it now. I'm not going to warn you again because it's time to pick up where we left off with Maya Murphy and Nicole Davis in our discussion of Sissy, the final act. Buckle in. It's going to get crazy. Where we last left the world of Sissy. Alex and Sissy just had their confrontation in the bathroom. And Alex fell in the tub and had that unfortunate accident that's totally not Sissy's fault. That left her scalped and dead. And Sissy is thrown in the towel. She's taking the truck and she's leaving this party and she's going home. End of movie. Right? Wrong. What happens from here on out I find very interesting because Sissy is leaving. Sissy was 100% done. She got in the car. And was going to leave. Yes. She gets sucked back into this thing. We talk about the moment of sucking. She makes the decision to leave. And the reasons that send her back are entirely her own fatal flaws. I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. But had 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 Franny not jumped out in the middle of the road, the rest of the movie would not have happened. Oh, exactly. Because she passed out from her weed nap. And now it's dark and she needs to get home. And. There is Sissy driving down the road the wrong way. Hey! Hey! Dude, I thought that I was going to die out here. Oh, you are, Franny. You are going to die out here. Just not in the way you think. 
Well, Sissy went out to go find her, obviously. Of course. Of course. Like any concerned new friend would. Uh, so She's the only one who could drive the car. It's stick. The only one who can drive the stick. Fr- no so, friend can drive a stick. She's the one who ran over the kangaroo again. Oh, yes. She's there. Well, Sissy's already driving. Franny right. gets in the mm-hmm. car, but closes the door wrong on her seatbelt and slowly starts to realize what state Sissy is in. And Sissy is just... She's she's got the very wide eyes again. She's just talking about how fucked everything is. Hey, I think the the house is back that way. You know, uh, where's Emma? Well, she's not the house. Mm-hmm. Where is she? I don't know. Isn't that your job? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, we love her so much. Then why don't you know where she is? Hey, are, are you okay? Cecilia, calm down. What the fuck? Fucking tell me to calm down, all right? Calm down after the fucking day I've had? Okay, I, I think you should you should pull over and let me drive. You have any idea what I did? No, no I, I don't. But, but, <laughs> just slow down because my seatbelt... Can, can I get my seatbelt on? And Franny's like, I'll drive. It's okay. Slow down. Here, I, I can take care of you. Tell me what's up. Pull over. I will drive. Where's Emma? Yeah. You don't even know where she is. You're supposed to love her and you don't even know where she is. That's my favorite moment. I'm like, oh shit, this is so bad. Yes. Oh girl, get out of jump out of the car. Do it, do it. The door won't open either. So we've established This is the other reason I, I thought they were being pitted against each other because Sissy saw herself as replaced. Right. And they do everything they can to make the shape of their face and their hair completely different because Franny has these long box braids and Sissy has her her very round um, ringlets. Or, sorry, the whole the whole shape is round, but her hair is in ringlets. Um, and you, you just it, it, that was supposed to be me. Uh, we said our kids were going to fall in love with each other. Like mm. Sissy thinks she was replaced, not even necessarily romantically, but her the other side and her twin set was supposed to be Emma, and Franny is between her and that. Right. Although I do kind of wonder. If she was, you know, she kept saying she didn't want to be in the old age home with anyone else. She didn't want to grow up at all. Right. I don't want to poop myself with anyone but you. Let's make a pact. No matter what happens, we end up in the nursing home together. You're the only person I want to poop my pants with. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Franny says stop the car. So Sissy hits the brake really hard. Okay, but can you just slow down? Cecilia, what's happening? Where are we going? Everything's fucked, okay? That's what's happening. <clears throat> Cecilia, stop the car. It was supposed to be me and Emma. Like, that was supposed to be us. That was our pact. Stop the car. We were going to make our kids fall in love. I don't know what's going on right now, but you just <laughs> We were going like, to move into the same nursing home, and we were too old to pretend that we can't Cecilia, about where else are we going? What's, what's going on? Slow down. I'm here for you. We can... It was gonna be really cute and like, like we promised each other. Cecilia, I just need you to slow down. And we're gonna like, we promised each other that we were gonna do that. <laughs> okay, just I really like, stop the car. I'm gonna drive, okay? I'm gonna drive. <laughs> but I guess none of that's gonna happen now, isn't it? Cecilia, slow down. You're gonna fall slow down. And I'm never gonna see her again. How the fuck is that fair? Stop the car! I mean, why do you get that kind of life? 
and I'm still so fucking lonely, and you don't even know where she is right now, fiance, I'm so fucking, yeah! Careful what you wish for, Franny. Yes. The the windshield was already cracked from the kangaroo, and uh, our friend gets, there's a lot of yeeting in this movie, (laughs) yeeted out that passenger seat. She lands like 30 feet in front of the car face down. And I love this language of therapy moment where um, Sissy is stumbling like she's drunk. Yes. Out of the car to catch up. And her Ugg boots are pink. In her moon boots. Well, I think they're Uggs because Uggs is Australian. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's an Australian brand, but they're, whichever they are, they're pink. It's important. <laughs> and she's stumbling over and she just starts like stroking her. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She goes, and then she goes, it's the humane thing to do. And Fran is like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Come what? back here. Yeah. What I think this scene breaks my heart yeah and what i think is cruel about this scene is the music beneath it is magical i know it's edward scissorhands yeah it's orchestral yeah with vocal yeah with with the angelic choir going on behind it like it's this magic moment like oh oh god she's eliminating the threats she and the princess are going to be together and it's going to be so great and this is the humane thing to do and that's what we learned from this friend group is in australia we back back over it and that happens in these fantasy movies all the time you know what's his name in the darkness the sadness Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we always have the sad moment. We have to say goodbye to a beloved Artax. character. Goodbye, beloved. Don't let this <laughs> Thank you. That's it. I, I couldn't think of it. Millennial memory in there. Um, yeah. And she puts it down like a kangaroo, and it's gross. It's it's, it's really icky. Your yeah. eyeball pops out. The blood gushes. It's really exactly gross. Exact same special effect as the kangaroo before. It's exactly the thing went out yep. of the yeah. kangaroo earlier yep. today. I popped out. But it's crushing. I'm like this because you're thinking that's the it's the they're the romantic couple. They should survive. That's yeah. wrong. It's your best friend's no because love of her life. Speaking of love, you have done you have done something that is so beyond unfixable. <laughs> she does the unfixable thing. She stops the car. She looks down at her left hand. There is no ring on that finger. She turns the car around to go back to the castle. Oh, you see what? I didn't get that from the ring on the finger. I said, she looked at that sparkle nail polish that Emma put on her in the tub from the box. Oh, we didn't talk about the time capsule from the video. So Sissy brought as a wedding gift a time capsule the girls had from when they were very young, um, 10, 12, whatever, or from the birthday, from the birthday when she's turning 13. So when they were both 12, they made this time capsule and it has a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and her favorite nail polish, which was gold glitter, because that's mm-hmm. the color of friendship. Um, and uh, some some terrible body spray and stuff yeah. you think is good when yeah. you're 12. Exactly. Uh, no, I thought it was a ring. I think you're right. I think it's the nail polish. It's a magic moment. It's a magic moment when that when that comes out and they're, they're, they're watching the videos of themselves as kids together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wonderful. And I love that Alex just all of a sudden just pulls the plug of the TV and goes, dinner's ready! Dinner's ready! <laughs> oh my God, I totally forgot about 
this? Cynthia, this is amazing. This is like that Britney Spears movie where they would bury their dreams in a box before they get their period and then by prom they all hate each other but one of them gets knocked off and wants to defeat the Pacific Ocean because their life's over. JD. It's too hot. Do you know how many times I made out with you? Hold on, This is the best part. How many times did that make up with your vagina lips? Yeah, that's yours. Guys. Uh, what about paradise? I promise it'll be so worth it. All right, just fucking wait. Dinner's ready. <laughs> but I also realized I put myself in Alex's shoes. That box, they buried that the same day. They buried that with the trowel that wound you up see in her the face. the trowel when they're digging into the ground to bury it. And that's the one that ends up in her face. So yeah, I'd be upset about that box. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, oh, you bitch. No, 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 no. That's valid. Fuck you. It's my party. Let's fucking eat. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That last scene with Emma and, and uh, Sissy in the tub, she puts that gold nail polish on. We get that gold filter again. And it's, so she looks at the nail polish and remembers, oh, I have to go find my friends. Even though I can't see Emma right now, I know she's there. You know, she's mm-hmm. there. We got to go find her. Franny didn't know where she is. So we got to go find her. Nicole, there's a shot somewhere in here that made me think of you because you just you mentioned it in your Heredity episode on Merry-Go-Round where it's the exterior of the house and it's day. And then bang, night. It's night. <laughs> they did it here and then added the moon like two seconds later. Peace. Yes. Oh, and the stars are so bright in the sky. I mean, I believe that the stars are that bright. They're they're out in the boonies, apparently. They're four hours yeah, from whatever city they started at. Four hours and 20 minutes. So. Um, four hours and 20 Australian minutes. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah. It's like, I know Caribbean time is different. I didn't know Australian time was different. <laughs> oh, oh, but Sissy actually, because we keep coming back to that, that clip of them when they're 12 and they're, oh, this one we're old, that one we're old. Sissy at one point says, well, I've come to believe that time is more and more of a construct. She has been clinging to not growing old this <laughs> entire time. I don't want anything to change. I want everything to stay just like this. I want to be like this forever. Yeah. Or even better, go back to when things were, when it was perfect. Go back to when things were like that. And when they're kids, they have these cute little pink wigs. So mm-hmm. she buys the pink hair dye and shows up with pink hair. So it'll be just like it was. And she has enough for Emma too, because Emma has shown up at the house now just looking for anybody. She's looking for anybody. And right before she walked in, Sissy was beating herself in the face with her phone. Her phone has been causing harm to her. So I think that's legit. (laughs) She hits herself in the face until she starts bleeding out of her nose enough to make a quick social media post, not call the cops. Please. Oh God. Alex has been trying to murder my friends. Please send help. So when Emma finally comes back, she's bleeding and she's trying to take care of her. And she has this moment where she sees Emma as her child self. And it's all she's ever wanted. Mm. Now it starts raining glitter in her mind because that's it. It's the friendship. We've done it. It's down to just the two of them. Not just the two of them, except, you know, 
Emma had to go. Emma being the caretaker just wants to clean her up, find find a towel to help clean her up. Yeah. Finds Tracy stuffed under the bed. Yeah. Well, because poor, you know, Cecilia used every towel in the house, apparently, to wrap up Tracy and stuff her under the bed. That's terrible body disposal (laughs) under the bed. Really? Where are you going to sleep? Um, okay, Maya, I feel like you're being like really judgmental right now. Sorry. When when I murder a party full of people, I'm not gonna put a body under the bed. I'm sure that was completely it's, legitimate for Sissy. Totally. It's where it's where I don't know. It's it's a kid's thing to do. Ah, <laughs> that's a good point. You got a stream, you got an angry bull, apparently. You could throw the bodies into the angry <laughs> bull paddock and say that that's what happened. I don't know. <laughs> oh my like, goodness, it went crazy. Bull, I don't know. I can't imagine. The bull's like, no, listen, I've been doing this hyperventilation. <laughs> been making friends I'm with cool. hyperventilation. Yeah, come here. I'm not, I'm not angry anymore. I'm good. But yeah, and there's this final battle between them. It all just comes it's gone crazy. Like Sissy's fairy tale ending is about to come crashing down as soon as Emma finds that body under the bed. She went crazy. She she tried to kill me. Hmm. Alex. I'm so sorry. Where's Brand? It, it was an accident. I just. I really didn't mean to hurt her. Everything just kind of spiraled out of control. Please don't hate me. Hey. Hey, look. I think we can get through this. You're a fucking monster. You're a fucking psychotic little fucked up monster. You always have been, and you always fucking will be. You're a good person. You said that. You fucking said that! Shit, Emma. What are you doing? Emma, no! Emma tied up with her own wedding ribbons. With her and, own wedding yes. ribbon. And she's got duct tape this on her mouth with a smiley face smiley on Smiley face it. on. She's dyed her hair pink. Dyed her hair pink. And I had a little flashback to my other favorite Australian horror flick centered around a woman that keeps coming back to one song, The Loved Ones. Um, yeah. Which everyone should go watch. Uh, but yeah, she's 
they're playing the the video of them as kids and they're dancing and wearing the wigs and Sissy has completely gone into her fractured version of reality and just going, oh, look at your hair. Don't you love it? We look just like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you're so young. Doesn't it feel like it was yesterday? It's so crazy. But you know, the more I think about it, the more I realize, like, time is just a construct. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Let me show you something. Get ready, bitch. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Do you love it? Hold on, hold on, shut up. <laughs> Deep blue <Lucy>, sea, baby. <laughs> oh, mm. you're fucking right. Let's get you some nail polish, babe. Mm. One second. Just hold on one minute, okay? takes a selfie of them with yep. Emma still with the duct tape on her mouth. Yeah, but Emma's trying to play along as best she can with her mouth taped and being tied up. She's she's acting like, mm-hmm, you know, nodding and leaning into her and everything. It looks so good. Selfie time. She wants to live. Yes. She is, she is trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And since you brought up the loved ones... Turns out Alex isn't dead and has been army crawling her way back to the Speaking of Lola. Yeah. 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 Because it's still alive. We got to back over it. It's the humane thing to do. Yeah. Didn't back over Alex. So, yeah. Our our evil queen is on her way home. She finds Jamie's cell phone, uses it as a light for a hot second. Calls the police, but can't make words. So the police think she's some drunk friend. Yeah. They look at her GPS. They go, why are you in the sticks? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's an oh, actual person. this is person. real. Yeah. Yeah. I have person in distress. But the phone dies. Yeah. And she, and she finds Jamie dead. And we see Jamie all awfully mangled. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Well, you know, Plinko's a rough kid. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen an episode of The Price is Right where someone ends up like that. Full contact, Plinko. No. <laughs> you just get <laughs> no one ever wins on Plinko either. You never, nobody wins when you play Plinko. The odds of winning Plinko are zero. It's like it's like three card Monty, but the shell game. Whatever. Nobody wins. Nobody Especially wins. Especially Jamie. Hi, this is Patrick from the future here. I just want to say something about the scene where she finds Jamie dead. We all laughed when Jamie died. It was funny. We see it from a distance. And like the early kills in the film, we're distanced from them because oh well, well, it was kind of an accident and they kind of deserved it. But now it's all very different. And now you get to see what she's done. This was a living person a couple of hours ago. And look at them now. It's a wonderfully horrific shot. And it's a wonderful turning of the tides on how this movie's been going. Yes, it's all been fun and games until this point. But now we've gone someplace else and it's not fun and it's not cute. It's really scary, but it's still fun. Yeah, so all these elements are coming back into play. And this final battle between Sissy and Emma, the music is a waltz. It's not final battle music. It's got it's in a it's minor romantic. keyboard, but it's a waltz because waltz. this this is where the happy couple where this is where Beauty and the Beast are dancing on the ballroom <laughs> at the end of the movie. 
every little girl ever taught themselves how to waltz because it was in the frog prints or whatever. And they keep trading who's leading back and forth. I know you. I waltz with you once upon a trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's still this fairy tale ending that that we're getting that's supposed to be happening. And Emma almost chokes Sissy out. She's doing a really good job. She's holding her own in the fight. She's breaking her back down over that enormous dinner table. And then Alex walks back in the room. She's not seeing too good. And she has. Because she she's got not, bashed her, in her the eyes head. are super bloody. She's got blood streaming down her face from that egregious head wound. And she has Jamie's mobility aid, which has some pretty good reach on it. And Emma's got pink hair now. Yeah. How is she supposed to know that? Everything's pink. She's got blood in her eyes. I know, but. <laughs> Sorry. I, the point you're making is. Yeah. We only saw one second. woman with pink hair. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ed beats Emma's skull it, into ugh. a pulp. It's it's so gnarly, and it is gnarly. And well, the sissy gets it on video and thanks her. Yep, thank you. And I noticed that our murder victims are doing more and more of the things we've seen in the comments on Sissy's social media. So towards the beginning of the movie, when Sissy is freaking out going, I'm having a hard time, please send help or, you know, please, please say nice things about me. One of the commenters said, you saved my life. Mm -hmm. Alex saves Sissy's life by beating Emma's face. in. I mean, that the, the effects are pretty decent. I mean, while the, the dummy looks kind of, a little bit rubbery. It still looks very much like Emma. And f- it <laughs> looks just like her. I just think they didn't put a skull in there. I think yeah. it's a, a casting of the actor. Um, it's certainly juicy. Yes. I haven't beaten enough people's skull to a pulp to know what that looks like. So like I'm going to say that Patrick, looks just fine. Have the, I've know, hit but- my head on enough things to know that it's going to take a little more force. I don't mind because it was so upsetting. Oh, yeah. It was really upsetting. It is upsetting. She's doing so well. She's supposed to make it out of here. The cops are coming. Just hold out uh, like 30 more seconds. I bet the cops do show up and shoot the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. But Sissy already has the video footage of Alex beating Emma to death. The cops shoot Alex and the bullet comes out the front of her head. And she's alive long enough to find the bullet. And know that she's to lost. Pick it out of, to pick it out of her own skull and look at it. <laughs> like a pimple. Evil, like an angry bull. They don't go down hard. <laughs> and this last bit, like, where all of a sudden the cop leaves Cecilia alone to go secure the house and she's doing one more video. When I was the lone survivor of the Alexandra Kudis massacre, my boundary was all I had. When I hid in that bathroom as Alex murdered my friends, honestly, I, I wanted to give up. I wanted it to be over. But then I thought of all of you. And I realized I had to be strong. (laughs) I had to practice what I preach, you know? So I did the steps. I came back into my body, regained control of my mind, and refused to be a victim. And now you can too. Order my new book, Don't Survive, Thrive. Simple steps to leading your best life. And even better, all of my friends, all 10 million of you, will receive one of my new bespoke non-allergenic therapy rooms. 
just swipe on up and enter the code sincere. Sincerely. You know, when I survived the massacre, I'm playing the audio for this. Oh, oh I'm sorry. The, the final social media bit, which now has I, a nice luster that she's earned with friendship, which looks like glitter. It's like glitter and it's this big, big pink bubble that she's in. And I'll buy my book about survive. Don't yeah, I have your little reckless whatever. moment there. Serial killer, personal self-help book. And in my heart of hearts, I mean, I initially said, that bitch is going to get away with this Godfrey, isn't she? But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? She's not in her studio. Like we've seen her studio. There's nothing else there. She's in this pink void. I think, I think Sissy's permanently lost in her safe space now. Yeah. There's no boundaries on the safe space. We, we pull out and out and out and out and out and it's just pink. And while I was watching this last night with, with Cole, you might remember what I said that forensic evidence would be a really fun thing to say with an Australian accent. Yes. Forensic evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Just that. Uh, I, I don't do Australian ones, so I didn't say it, but I said, there's, you know, I come with my criminal background. I'm like, there's enough forensic evidence here that she should get charged with this, but I can see in her mind, I'm getting away with this. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I want to touch a like, little bit more on the final there's reveal. A picture, there's, oh, sorry. There's a, there's a picture of her with Emma with the tape on her face. There's things like that still. Oh like, yeah. Going to right. This is going to confuse the authorities for a long time, but I don't think she's going to get away with it, but it doesn't matter because she's in her pink bubble for the rest of her damn life. I want to talk about <laughs> the final thing we learned from the, the video when they're children. We learn that None of this was originally Sissy's dream. We see it uncut because this we, we'd seen little snippets of it so far. We said, well, I don't want to grow up. The plug got pulled. We didn't get to see the whole thing. We didn't get to see the whole thing. The plug got pulled. We learned that. Speak for Emma is talking about what she wants when she grows up. And she says, well, when I grow old, I want to be, I want to have pink hair and I want to drive an old yellow car, mm-hmm. which is the car Sissy drives. It was Emma's dream to have pink hair. And then she turns the question back around on, on Sissy. Well, what do you want? Oh, well, I don't want anything. I don't want anything to ever change. Mm-hmm. She stole her friend's dream. She was doing the psycho killer stuff from, from the very beginning. And it wasn't like she picked out the car after she ran into Emma to impress Emma. She was already driving. She that was already yellow driving car. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That house of cards was never, never, ever fully there. Never very and stable. Continue to be impressed with this movie. Just about the sheer tragedy of it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 since everybody has fatal flaws and it feels the way things echo, there's a poetry to this movie that yeah. it almost feels Shakespearean yeah. and it's weird morality play. And, all these beautiful lives lost over something so stupid. I mean, that happened a hundred years ago. You know, the true, even the true lovers didn't make it through. And it's just. Oh, that was my last point about Franny and why Franny has to die in her mind, in the pink bubble, when she's made it, she's a best-selling author. She's wearing a green kimono. Like Franny was wearing for most of the vacation. She's wearing the skin of what she killed. I caught that too. I got that too. Trophy. Uh, like the best friend's necklace. 
Like the best friend's necklace, like like a cape that's a, a lion you got in Africa. Like, Because that's something we didn't bring up before. With the 13th birthday, Alex got her, got Emma, the other half of her best friend's necklace. And they're both still wearing those on the weekend. They're wearing it on the weekend. When the child flashback, Emma says, oh, but it's so expensive. It's the family money. The family money mm. has been a factor the whole time, or at least some of my beliefs were, were rich. So, but, but we also saw in those videos that Sissy and Emma had the same necklace too. It's now it's not just that Alex got her another best friend's necklace. She got her the same best friend's necklace. Yeah, but you're not a part of it anymore. But yeah, awful stuff. It's sad. Um, I know Nicole did last night. Maya, did you stick through the credits? Um, I didn't pay great attention. Tell me what I missed in the credits. There's a song. The song. The, <laughs> oh, there's, I, I there's, heard the song. The song with lyrics. I didn't listen carefully. When Maya and I watched The Lord together, <laughs> it turns out the movie's not over when the credits hold because the whole last song playing over it is the surviving mermaid's song of rage yeah. to the people she left on shore. And this song, it's a ballad and it sounds really sweet and cool, but the words are just, I forget what it's called. I'll look Narcissa. it up. It's something about like- Narcissa, yeah. Like eulogy for Narcissa yeah. or something like that. Ding Dong is called an ode to Narcissa and it's written by Hannah Barlow, star and co-director and screenwriter of the play, Busy Lady. Good for you. Back to the show. It's like all of that craziness that Sissy has been sitting on the whole movie and oh, not saying out I'll loud. I'll go back and listen. I'm, I'm sorry. I skipped that. Here's, you think I'd learned my lesson. Here's the real me. Mm. In song, like it should be. In verse, like it should be in a Shakespearean play. It's heightened. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I forgot to mention, I'm a terrible host, that this movie, like since we picked this for Women in Horror Month, that the director of this movie is, uh, it's actually co-directed by Hannah uh, Hannah Barlow and Kane Sinus. And they got nominated for some awards and won some awards for direction and audience choice, right? Yeah. Okay. So people be like, oh, but she's sharing it with a man. I'm like, yes, but Hannah Barlow also wrote the screenplay and plays Emma. So there. And, and sings the song and yeah, you're gonna, at the end. And sings the song. <laughs> and you're going to need a co-director because I'm in the movie. I can't direct myself. I can't see what I look like out here. So I think she did a bang up job. I yes. agree. This is a tight little movie and so many layers to dig into, as you can say. And like surprisingly, I'm finding the male horror gatekeepers just shitting on it relentlessly. I wonder why that is. Well, because A, it's woke and nothing happens and it's just a stupid slasher. Oh, no, I was it's being not. sarcastic. But <laughs> I know you were, but that is what they're saying. No, and, and, and then they're going to insist it was a good faith reason to turn people away from it. But it's, they don't call attention to any of the air quotes, woke factors. They don't, they don't praise themselves for, for having lesbians and lesbians aren't paragons of virtue. Look like, at our multiracial cast. They, they don't do any of that it's not it's not a captain planet episode right mm -mm. it's just who's included in it and Chekhov's disability aid actually comes back in as a murder weapon like you're gonna be mad about that well she wasn't Jason she wasn't stabbing people and it wasn't guts and gore and that's what they wanted because the move they gotta say the trailer does she make it look Jason. like a slasher she kills someone in a white rubber mask <laughs> she she does stab somebody <laughs> Just, you know, years ago, she stabbed them. <laughs> and she stabs Emma with the shears that she used to cut her hair with. Duh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
But you know what they want? They want you want they want to, they want boobs. They don't want to think <laughs> no, about. No, they want to murder just, some sluts and feel justified about it. That's what they want. Yes, yes. And this has been irritating me a lot lately. Um, it's on my mind. It just in my radar. Like uh, I know I'm going off topic, but we're here. I avoid those people when and where I can. I just mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to have the conversation with them in good faith anymore. I, I get angry now that I've seen the pattern of every time a woman is in charge of some sort of major Hollywood development. We and maybe there's a problem with the movie. I'm thinking of um Don't Worry Darling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was oh that was and you and I have spoken about that on Damn You Uncle Lewis, that yeah. drama happens on every movie set. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle you don't hear about it. But similarly, if you Google what the angry nerds have to say about Kathleen Kennedy, now she's ruined Star Wars. There's a thousand people working on that movie, but it's her fault. Take a nap. Um, touch grass, But dude. just like it was relentless with that movie. It was relentless. I'm thinking back with Charlie's Angels, the Charlie's Angels one that what's her name did. I can't think of her name. Elizabeth Banks. Or the all lady Ghostbusters. Women can't have their own bad popcorn movie. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> and I just see it happening again now with Velma. Now I understand there's issues with Velma, but the amount is disproportionate, of vicious to an HBO Max article. Reboot of a reboot of a sequel of. It's not just that. It, normally it would be like, oh, this sucks. Nobody ever talks about it again. But it's, it's all anyone's talking about. It's venomous. And I think it's sad. Can't have women have let women have nice things, but we have this month. We let have women have nice things. Let women have crappy things. Let women, <laughs> let, yeah, no, like, let women make mistakes in filmmaking. As long as they pink hair and sparkles, everything's <laughs> fine because you're a girl. So can we talk about how every girl in the in the friend group had had circular earrings? They had their own circle of protection, their safe space, and they were rope earrings on both Emma and Franny. And then there were gold hoops on Alex to match her gold purse. Everyone had their own safe space except for Sissy. I just, I thought this movie was so thoughtful. I thought the entire thing was very well crafted all the way through, like all the weird little matching pairs, like the Chinese New Year masks in the bathroom. What are those doing there? Oh, there's two of them and they're pink. They look really happy. Um, or the the phone being a they're source really of magic. To look at you naked. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> they, uh, love, they love watching you poop. Or how Sissy's phone had, um, just a blank holographic sticker on it because it's magic. It turns iridescent colors. It's all the good things come from it. Like every last detail was so thoughtful. I thought that was a calm strip on her phone. What's that? It's like a sensory thing to help calm people down. And sometimes um, people with sensory processing issues, it can be helpful. So... As Nicole pointed out last night, she's like, that calm strip's not working. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. In that <laughs> Cecilia is not very that calm. That one is broken. She didn't do. She's, you know, you, her, it's all the surface is so fragile. You know, she doesn't even do a good dye job on her hair. It's patchy no. as fuck. Well, she's not. <laughs> she's not really pink. She's not really love. Right. Uh, and I, it's I love Cerise. <laughs> it's not pink. It's Cerise. <laughs> well, she uh, picks out we, blush, not Cerise. She picks the blush color. But we learned that her broken uh, coping mechanism comes from when she was a kid standing going, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You stabbed her in the face. It's a little your fault. (laughs) Yeah. You're somewhat culpable. I I did want to say, yes, she is responsible. Yes, she did deliberately injure her. But I I don't honestly think that she was trying to kill Alex. I think she was super angry and super provoked and she lashed out and she happened to have something in her hand 
that was very sharp. I think if she hadn't been holding holding anything, she'd have punched her instead. I agree with you. I think it was the trauma of that event that made her an actual bona fide murderer later. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> She's like, oh, my actions have consequences. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's not my fault. No, they don't. <laughs> Glitter. Consequences. No, not my fault. They don't because everyone loves me. Right. And I am enough. They love me. And I'm I, changing I, lives. I'm trying, I help people. This is people. as hard as I can try. I'm special. <laughs> I am special. Yeah, but again, we end with that whole thing. That 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 monster, she does it again at the end. Yeah. And it, that, those last lines just rung with me. I'm doing the best that I can. We all are. That made me sad. Yeah. It's like, because nobody, nobody, they all kind of deserve what they got, but nobody deserved mm. what But nobody they got. really did. They were all flawed people. Mm-hmm. As we all Alex are. was probably doing fine until the person who stabbed her as a child showed up. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I'm like, what was Alex? Because Alex has his, has his friend. What is she like? And I also noticed when we see Alex as a child, she has dark hair. Now she's a blonde. She's doing the, she's, she's distanced herself they from that the, too. The really dark brows and they give her the dark roots. We, and our children look so much like their adult actors. That was impeccable. Very much so. Very um, much so. But when we see Alex before she knows Sissy's there, she's literally straddling Emma being like twirled around in a circle, having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And she put up those nice balloons that say same vagina forever. <laughs> Thoughtful things like that. And a nice touch. Yeah. That that seems like fun bitchy friend with money stuff. I'd I'd be friends with that. You don't drive four hours and twenty Australian minutes to go hang out for the weekend at a house of a bitch. Yeah. Even if she has money. You have to have an out strategy for someone who is terrible all the time. They must love her for a reason, True. but we don't get to see it because of this interloper. Yeah. Who makes her regress to that bully that she was so many years ago. Anyway, so that's Sissy. I think it's a fabulous little movie. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it was very good. so much fun. It was very good. I was very glad that it was, it was not what I was anticipating, that it wasn't like a deliberate setup. Same. That it's just um, that everybody's trauma kind of sets the ball rolling. Like I said, I was bracing for terrifying groups of straight women, not including me in parties. Um, and then everybody's not queer. What we did. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Tracy's straight. Is she? Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> She's not anything anymore. It doesn't matter. That's why I love the sexuality of everybody doesn't matter. They just are. They're just the friends. Like, we, we don't know about Alex either. Um, I also had minor flashbacks to um, you at a movie night party for the first... The first lesbian movie, uh, the first lesbian horror movie, the the slasher. Make a wish. Yeah. Or yeah, we had to murder every last ex. <laughs> Just go for it. Yep. So the other thing I appreciate, and I think that's also why the mainstream horror folks, the gatekeepers don't like it, is that we had that moment, the inciting incident. Well, the many inciting, that moment where of no return, where she hits Alex with that rock. Yeah. That the rest of the movie, it's not revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to take these people out one by one by one. I'm going to turn into that silent psycho and make these people pay for the gatekeepers like that. And they like it more if someone was raped first before they go on a revenge spree, because that gives the woman character depth. I remember when a promising young woman came out. They were gatekeeping that too. They're like, that's not how it should have been. They, she should have like murdered have all been. them you and like got yeah. paid Sorry. for revenge. She didn't kill anybody. I said, that's the whole point. We've made that movie. Mm-hmm. There's Several a thousand times. of those movies. Several times. This was dude. different. Yeah. They got side the 
I was going to say fake outside the box, and that's almost a rude thing to say when it's women in harm. No one gets inside the box in this movie. Think, Franny tries. She gets shut down. Think outside the formula. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I think we've done sissy. All right. Nicole, remind people where they can find you and where they can listen to Movie Go Round and what goes on over there. What I did, did you talk about your game? I don't remember. What we did. Uh, you can listen to. Remind me. Remind me because I forget. I'm you all You can listen tired. to Movie Go Round anywhere that you have a podcast podcast app um we have a rotating slate of themes uh we have five themes that we rotate through so every fifth episode will be a particular theme and uh we have great fun um we are currently on hiatus but we are revamping it and we will be back with a, a new refurbished movie go round but in the meantime we have 180 episodes available that you can go listen to our last one was on the snowman which is a terrible movie and <laughs> wait the horror movie or the cute animated the, hor one? the horror movie the horror although movie. honestly the cute animated one kind of is horrific at the end if you ask me but <laughs> what was his name harry balls in that so was harry 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 hole harry hole not harry balls yeah. <sighs> No, I just as bad. They're frequently found near each other. And just so everybody knows, just so everybody knows, I've forgiven them for making me watch Catwoman when I went on that show. You made Patrick watch Catwoman. Uh -huh. I moved past it. I totally forgive you. I breathed it in. I breathed it out. I put my circle around me. I made peace with everything. He's I doing I, his I, best. We all are. That's right. I smudged my, I smudged my room and I will get you if you ever make me watch the movie again. And Maya, what's going on with you? Where can people find out more about uh, you? I tend to do. Um, a bunch of narrative podcasts. If you like things more in the style of uh, radio dramas, radio plays, uh, you can find them all on my website, mayamurphy.com. Mm -hmm. And for you, Patreon, well, you, Patreon, if you really love Maya Murphy, you become a Patreon listener and listen to her once a month talking about Friday the 13th, the series with me. And Tradine. Who? Never Don't worry about her. it. <laughs> she's not in the club anymore. I don't know we her. exclude her. <laughs> Let's get her with a rock till she's dead. All right. Thank you very much for joining me. Happy Women in Horror Month to you both. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay fabulous. Good night. Bye, everybody. Yay. Wow, that was fabulous. Whew. Before I get to my final thoughts about Sissy, and believe me, I have more to say about Sissy that we didn't cover in the show. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you again to Nicole Davis and Maya Murphy, my fabulous guests. And if you want to hear more, Nicole, go check out Movie Go Round Podcast. They're a fabulous little show, even though they're on hiatus right now. They've got tons of episodes in the back catalog. Always entertaining, always informative. They get me to watch movies I wouldn't normally watch, which is always a good thing. Get out of your wheelhouse for a little while. Nicole and crew are always excellent company with smart commentary, and I love them very much. And of course, Maya Murphy. If you like Maya Murphy and you like playing video games, she has got a new video game coming out right now. She's the lead voice on the game Rosewater, which is uh, available for pre-order on Steam. I'll put a link down in the show notes. Snap that up. And if you really, really love Maya Murphy and me working together, you should be listening to Dammy Wonka Lewis, which is, of course, our Patreon exclusive podcast where we talk about Friday the 13th, the TV series. And Trey Dean's there, too. Hi, Trey. He's probably high right now. He's probably not paying attention, but that's not the point right now. I'll have information on how to become a patron at the end of the show. But first, let's talk about Sissy. The thing is, I got so swamped in what was going on beneath the surface of Sissy. I didn't really attack none, none of us attack the issue that the movie was made to address the danger of 
social media influencers and the danger of social media addiction in general. We barely touched on that. And that is a very real danger, especially when you're dealing with fitness influencers. I could go on for an hour about the psychology of the weird intersection between wellness influencers and QAnon, but it exists. I'll spare you that. I'll put some links in the show notes, but it's a very real connection. There's a connection between the wellness industry and QAnon and anti-vax and far right wing extremism. But even that aside, there is a danger in putting your trust into someone that you really don't know who may not really know what they're talking about. There's a reference in the movie that I caught and then forgot to look up. They mentioned at some point where the group of friends is leaving that beautiful party at the creek and going off in the woods to go in their separate ways to never see each other again. Somebody says, oh, my God, this is crazy. She's like Bell Gibson. And I meant to look that up and I didn't. Bell Gibson, an Australian crime legend, Bell Gibson was a fitness wellness influencer who was diagnosed with cancer and it advanced rapidly. And things were looking terminal, but then she turned everything around. She was able to treat herself with herbs and pills and essential oils and yoga, and she went into remission. And she raised all this money for cancer research. Isn't that a great thing? No, it's not, because it turns out Bell Gibson never had cancer. And nobody knows where that money went, but it did not go to cancer research. So that is a glaring example of to be careful of who you listen to on social media. You know, the irony of someone who is a social media presence telling you to beware people on social media is not lost on me. However, I'm not not trying to sell you stuff that's going to change your life and make you better or or adopt weird habits that might endanger your health. The worst that's going to happen here is you're going to watch a movie that I recommended and you hated it. That's probably the worst that's going to happen. Maybe you'll get some nightmares. Maybe you want, I don't know, but maybe maybe there'll be a killing spree. I don't know. I'm not dealing with life and death stuff here, but a lot of these people are. So please be careful who you listen to. Do some research on them. It's also one of the reasons why I like to be warts and all in this show. I tell you the bad shit that goes on in my life too and the bad shit I've done. I mentioned, okay, some of you reached out something I said in the first half of this episode. They said, Patrick, you used to be a bully. I said, ah, you must be a new listener. Yes, I did used to be a bully. If longtime listeners of the show will know that when I was in junior high school, I was bullied relentlessly. And the way it stopped was when they realized I was funny. And once I got my way in, I became them. And all of a sudden, I was doing the things they did to me, but to other people. And I stayed that way for way too long. It took a way too long to grow out of that protective thing. And I'm not proud of those days. So I've been on both sides of the, the fence here. If by some freak coincidence somewhere out there is someone I used to bully... I apologize. I'm sorry. I was trying to survive. I'm sorry I hurt you. That's no excuse. And hey, if you want to come and kill me at the class reunion, I'd be okay with that. I would. It's totally justified. Please don't kill me at the class reunion. So as you can see, there's just a lot to the movie Sissy. And you know I love that in a horror movie. Like I keep finding new things to talk about with Sissy. I've seen this like seven times now. I don't know how many hours of footage I've listened to editing this. And I still can't get enough of Sissy. And that's really exciting. Doubly exciting during Women in Horror Month. Hats off to uh, Hannah Barlow and Aisha D, whose performance is just magnetic and horrifying. Brava, brava, bravissima, brava. So next time, the Women in Horror Month celebration continues. We're going to be taking a look at Iris K. Shim's film Oma, which is streaming on Netflix right now. The one starring Sandra Oh. Because this is another movie that I think got dismissed unfairly. Because like Sissy, there's a lot more going on than what meets the eye, and people just weren't ready to do that kind of digging. So we're going to do it next time. And to do that, I'm going to be joined by Broadway star, star of Avenue Q, Aaron Quill, and my good friend, writer, actor, and fellow Siena College graduate, 
Rory Kelch. So, hey, if this is your first time here at Scream Queens, I hope you had a good time. I hope you listened to both parts of this episode and didn't just drop in the middle. But even if you did, I still hope you had a good time. And if you did, please hit that follow and subscribe button on your podcast listening device. That would be fabulous. If you had a good time, recommend it to a friend. If you didn't, recommend it to an enemy. And if you have a movie that you think would be great to talk about during Women in Horror Month, please let me know. And you can do that by leaving a voicemail. Go on over to the, the Scream Queens webpage, www.screamqueens.com. And of course, that's of course that's Queens with a Z. There's a little yellow tab on the right side of the page. You'll have two minutes to leave a message. So do that. Or if you don't feel like if you don't feel like leaving me a voice message, you can contact me on social media. The big evil thing we've been talking about this whole time. Contact me, like me, follow me, send me all your give me my endorphins by reaching me at Facebook. I'm Scream Queens or Hard Gets Game. And I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And I mentioned Patreon before. Patreon is how you can support the show and also unlock all kinds of free stuff. I am currently using Patreon as a way to workshop new shows that may one day see the light of day. Because right now I've got two. There's one that I mentioned before with Maya Murphy, Damn You Uncle Lewis, where we talk about Friday the 13th, the series. And there is also It Came From the 70s, where I talk about made-for-TV monstrosities from the decade where saccharin was considered a vitamin. And you can unlock both of those shows for just $5 a month, and you'll be helping support Scream Queens, which is a fabulous thing to do. So come join the ranks of the Super Screamers at patreon.com slash Scream Queens. And all those links I just dumped in you are down there in the show notes. So I think that's it. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a more fabulously creepy place. And you do that by following the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And most of all, stay fabulous. Music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.